Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And to you, welcome back. Um, back with another episode of Unhinged. Ah, I have a special guest with me today. Good sis Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? She's about to, about to have a little discussion about, you know, basically her version of Squid Games. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, without further ado, I'll, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to, to the people. You know, if there's anything you'd like to share, then we can, you know, we can chop it up. Well, thank you for having me first. Definitely appreciate it. Um, ignore all the sticky notes. It's just how I process. It's how I, how I get my thoughts organized. Um, and yeah, we're going to have this conversation about, you know, commitment, intimacy, fears, insecurities more than anything. And just my perspective. Everything I'm saying is my perspective, my experience in my 38 years on this earth. Yes, I'm 38. So that's it. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, like I said, I know dating in ATL can definitely feel like a squid game. So, um, and I know that personally because I lived through it. I survived it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do want to know about your worst dating experience here. Mm-hmm. My first congratulations on surviving it. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know? And to anyone else that's surviving it, congratulations to you. I mean, well. that, that's important. That's very uh, important. All right. So ask me. Sorry. What um what's the worst dating experience you had here? Worst dating experience I've had in Atlanta. Went on a date with um a guy who works in a hospital, a prominent hospital, and dinner was great. Mm-hmm. It was well. Um great conversation and it was really great. Got ready to leave. Valet brought my car around and as I went to get in my car, uh my left arm left my body and he, um <laughs> me if I was gonna just you know just leave the night like that if I wasn't gonna give him something to remember and I said no I'm, I'm gonna go home it's all good it's time to go home um, well, like a man or some shit like he wanted no, I don't know what he wanted I, I could assume he wanted me to put my mouth on his mouth but you know yeah that's just yeah but yeah you know so um to me if it wasn't for the valet standing there it was like this real southern bred redhead white guy that was a valet and he was standing there holding the car door for me and um, I was like, no, you need to let go of my arm. And if the dude standing there, the valet didn't say, bro, you need to let go of her arm. She said, let go of her arm. I don't know where it would have went. Um, it was enough people around. I don't think he would have done anything to harm me with the fact that he was that comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things one of my ex a while back used to ask me is whenever things would happen, he would always say, what made someone that comfortable that they would do that? And I always say now as an adult grown ass woman, I say ass. I can now say that um, it's not always about what you allow. It's what people think they can get away with, right? It's about what people think they can do. That had to be my worst dating experience. Um, another one. I'll give it to you. Um, sure, so you got a top two. Yeah, I have a top two. The top two. I'll never forget. Rudy. Rudy, if you're seeing this. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say Rudy because you don't know who Rudy is. Rudy oh. and I went on a date. Our first date, we went to... I can't remember what it's called. Negril Village. Great day. Ponderosa? Okay. Had a really great time. Great spot. Love that spot. Second day, we went to uh, one of my favorite places in Atlanta, Kabbalahland. Next to Red Pepper. I love the food in Kabbalahland. And we're getting ready to leave. Mm-hmm. And he went his way. I went my way. And I got in my car. And this is one of the reasons why I tell females, especially at night, to lock your car door. I got in my car and randomly my passenger door opened. I thought he was gone. 
my passenger door opens Rudy gets in the car and sits down he said I don't want the night to end like this you know let's go um do something else I was like no I'm gonna go home I can go to work tomorrow Rudy found his face this close to my face I was like yeah Rudy reached over from the passenger says like Rudy you need to get out of my car and he's like that's it like yeah you need to get out of my car that was the last time I saw Rudy got a bunch of text messages and apologies from both um, on two separate occasions, so two different years this happened, but a lot of apologies and whatever, but. You know, the shitty part about that is like, we be known we be dead wrong in them instances, um, but we just go ahead and do it because it's like that emotional side or whatever, you know, takes over what, what's actually, you know, yeah. Your rationale. So now you're over here doing dumb shit. And you know, might have had one, you know, one too many drinks or whatever the case might be, but here you are. Yeah. In a wild ass situation. Yeah. So. It happens. I mean, I've heard some horrible stories from people too, like other females, just things that have happened. But um, it's, it's a certain level of respect and disrespect that comes your way, whether a man or a woman. And. Literally, I think I have a story for every single thing. Again, 38, right? I've been single for the last three to four years. And though I enjoy, I love having a good time, right? I love going out. I love going to eat. Um, it's not always about a turn up, but there's always something like just off top of my head right now. I just thought about when I was at a gas station um, and a dude came out his car and another friend of mine had the same experience, got out of his car went in the gas station, came out, did his little flirty thing. I said, I'm not interested. He got in his car. He's like, well, fuck you too, bitch. Ooh. Right? We don't know each other, but that's what he chose to say. We got to stop doing that, yo, because that shit is whack. Like, she might not be digging you. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. Like, you not everybody's cup of tea. Like, you might feel like you look good. You feel like... You know, you, you fly, like, you got a nice whip, all that shit. That don't matter, though. Mm -hmm. Like, you really have to, you know, take that pride, fold it nicely, and put that shit in your pocket and get in the, as a matter of fact, put it in your cup holder. <laughs> so, take that pride, put it in your cup holder, and sit your ass in your car and leave the lady alone. Like, oh. if you jump down, she's not with it, move on. Respectfully. Say, you know, have a good night. And be done with it. You can, you can call whatever you want in your car. Because you're mad now. But be mad out of her face. In your car? Yeah. Alone. Alone. Be mad in isolation. Alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not terrorize women. So, yeah. I don't know. I think they like terrorizing us. That's kind of the, you know, unfortunately, that's that seems to be a common theme um, in a lot of should I hear, you know, with regard to dating or whatever the case might be. But um, I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not with it. It's just like, take your L and, and, and move on. It ain't that deep. Like, it's, it's really not that deep. So another, the thing of it, right, when I think about it too, just because I've had time to think about it, mm -hmm. the thing of it is too, right, a lot of this stuff, I don't think men, a lot of men, I'm going to say boys. I don't think a lot of men understand how those words and a lot of that stuff affects women, right? Whether I'm pretty, whether I'm, whether we're pretty or whether we're ugly or whatever the case may be. To call a woman a bitch is a really tough thing. And I know a lot of females walk around calling each other bitches and bitches and bitches and whatever. I don't call my friends bitches. I just don't. But to me, 
to have somebody just randomly call you that, oh, I'm ready. But even though I'm ready, it still feels some kind of way, right? Yeah, especially because it hits some kind of way. Because unnecessary. It just does. And it's like, it's not even a matter of you not knowing me. We live in a day and age now where people keep talking about, even though they've been talking about it, right? Protecting the black woman, the importance of the black woman, being present and being responsible for the black woman. And we're not, we're not all the same. We can't generalize and say, like, we all out here doing the same thing. We just can't. Just like, I can't do that for men. I may do it during this pod, but we can't do that. So forgive me in advance. But the way that women are being vandalized, the way that women are being, I don't know if anybody's seen the video of that football player that picked up his girlfriend and threw her from the couch to the TV with his four-month-old baby on the couch. Uh, I, I heard about it. The video is out. I did not see the video. This man is twice your size and she is my size, right? You ain't no little dude. From your couch, imagine if your TV was on this wall right here. He picked her up and threw her. And the way that she responded was so just, wait, I'm trying to explain. Like she was so, you could tell she was used to him doing that to her. It brought a tear to my eye. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but it made me feel some kind of way. Like seriously, I've never been assaulted or abused by a man. But the statistics show that one in every three women that you walk past or see is being beaten or abused in some kind of way. To me, that's insane. Like, my muscle mass is not like yours. Think of some of those small dudes that work. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If they hit me, it's going to hit different than me hitting them. That's just what it is. And the way that it's so easy to not only assault, but disrespect women blows my mind. I'm not saying women do not do it to men. I have seen some shady, trifling things done to fellas. Mm -hmm. right? Some people just want to eat. We're hungry. I, I, I hear the stories, but the way that it's so easy to say some of these things to women, going on dates and, and showing the face, bringing it back around to the original conversation, going on dates and, and showing face and, and being present and, you know, showing me who you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tie it into something else. This is one of the reasons you don't give up the kitty that fast, just so you know, right? Because a person can only fake it for so long. You can go on dates all day and we're out here kicking in and we're talking and it's all great. And you call me the next day, and you're like, oh, let's do this. And you call me the next day, it's like, let's do this. And you call me the next day. No, I've done that before. I've been on date seven days in a row just because we enjoy the company. But everybody is cool until someone says no. Until someone says no. Like, nah, I got boundaries. I oh, got boundaries. what? I got boundaries. Then it turns into, yeah, I wouldn't have taken you out to eat had I known about mm. And now you, instead, like, the thing is, although. Like, my thought on that, right, is mm -hmm. although it may come, not may, although it's probably going to be perceived as, you know, twofold. When you're engaged in that type of, like, that, when your mind works in that way, right, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing X, Y, Z until I get what I want out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just better to be upfront. So, Ooh. because... Like what comes out of it, right? Like, how I had I had I learned about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I was going I was going through it as a man, like trying to figure out you know what's going on, this, that, and the third. And then it was like I got to a point where I was like, yo, I'm just not, I'm not into a relationship mindset at this time. So like, I'm if that's what you're looking for, I respect it, but. It's not gonna happen here. 
So I put that out there before, you know, because we can go have fun. Yeah. You can you can go do we can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? I like to have fun too. Um, I like to experience different things or whatever the case might be. You know, so that is what it is, but relationship ain't gonna happen here. So now after I you know give you the disclaimer, everything else is like, yo, this the rest of this shit, this is on you. Like, if you feel like you want to go down this route, this, this path, if you feel like you want to do X, Y, that's fine. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I let you know up front that, hey, this is where my mind is. And also, I've been in situations where some women have felt like, oh, well, since I did give it up, although you said what you said, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, like, it was going to be so quiet that I'm going to change my mind. Change your mind? No. Like, I don't know. If, and then it's like, you're more hurt that you thought that this, you know, you was going to mind fuck me. Mm-hmm. After, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I see what you did. It's commendable because it's because it's it's funny that you think that that's what's gonna drive me, mm-hmm. but yeah, nah, I still said that shit two months ago, and I, yeah, I'm not it. Like I'm cool. So let me hit you with the upside, the other side to that. A lot of men are not going to do that, and I always say this thing where your body your body grows, your mind doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. Your age is gonna change. It doesn't mean your mentality changes. A lot of men are not going to do that. For me as a woman, and we're keeping it 1,000 at all times, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to keep it real. Judge if you like, but I live a very uh, open, honest life. And I try to be really healthy with myself so I can always make sure I'm present and I make decisions that I can live with. I'm I'm, I'm on this this trip with my life where it's like I am going to live this life that is mine the way I want to live it, right? And I'm going to be as honest as possible. Fun-filled fact. They're not going to say it. I'm going to look at you as a man. I'm going to tell you, hey, um, I'm a mom. I'm about my business. This is what it is. And I'm not looking for anything serious because something about you, you look good. So let's give you the contract. Let's have the understanding. Mm -hmm. But I have yet to see where a man who says, comes to me and says, you know, like, you know, I'm looking for something. I want something real. This is my man voice. I'm looking for something. I want something real. You know, I just... I'm trying to build a future. I'm trying to build a life. First of all, when you start talking to me with that LL Cool J type situation, I don't believe you ever. So it's hard enough to take that seriously. I'm not going to believe you. I saw a video a long time ago where Pop said, I trust no one. I've never been that person until last year. This man says, I trust no one. And I always thought it was a tough way to live. I trust no one. He said, what did he say? He said, "Um, I have friends and homies that I've done so much for, and they still did me in and did me dirty. And it gave me perspective when I think about my daughters. I have a six-year-old and a 17-year-old. And my 17-year-old is my army baby. Like, she's the one where it's just like, don't do this, don't do that. Okay, read this book first. Like, real life. But the, the six-year-old, I'm like, yeah, you good. Go ahead. You good. Just jump off. Right? They will tell me a lie. Mm-hmm. They love me. They love me. But they will lie out of fear. And what he said in that conversation was, fear is strong in love. The minute I heard that and got that and correlated with my kid, I'm like, my kids love me. Let me not be home at a certain time. My phone is ringing. I'm getting text messages. Even the little one, the six-year-old, she'll find it because I have Alexa and Amazon all over the house. She was sending, where are you? Right? Fear is stronger than love. It really is. So with that understanding in mind, I am now of the mind frame. Like, I don't expect you to always keep it 100 with me. I would love 
I would love, I can tie everything to a song too. I love soap, I'm a trendy, so I could tie everything to a song. And there's this album, East Atlanta Love Letter. I don't know if his name is Black or Six Black or what the man's name is. Six, six, black. Six Black. It's a song on the album where he says, um, what if you could love someone's heart as if it was your own? People don't think that way. I wish they did. Yeah. I wish it was real. But there's nothing, I don't think any, any man is ever going to be able to convince me that it's nothing more powerful than when a woman loves a man. Like, right? Like, we'll change everything in our lives to truly love somebody, to really be present for somebody and know that no matter what, Sierra's prayer is her prayer. No, 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 no dad wants Sierra. I don't want anything anybody else has, but her prayer makes sense. If I could have somebody say something to me and I say something to them and it's what it is and we move in that direction, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful thing because you can buy a house, but you can't make a home, right? You can buy health insurance, but have bad health. I saw that on a video this African dude was saying that. I was like, you know what? Homie has a point. Absolutely. It's a cat that was asking, what do you bring to the table? All of those things answer your question. It's nothing like when you have somebody that's devoted to you, committed to you, somebody that's showing up for you, hide your back no matter what, and put your heart above their own. Somebody that really is present for you. To betray that is a hell of a fucking thing. To, to destroy that and, and take it for granted is a hell of a thing, right? And I'm about to say some word for shit right now. When I was about 24, this guy told me, it's no pussy like no pussy. You can have the best relationship in the world, but it's something about when you buck up on somebody and you like that person with whatever physical attraction it is and you fuck up your household because it's no pussy like no pussy. I don't get it. I don't get it. I think now I said that in Uchi Wally and- Him too. I was like, <laughs> Him too. It's all kind of game out here in these songs. Music is life. But it's, it's, it's just all these ways in which we could be better people for one another, right? We could show up, but a lot of people aren't ready and coming back around full circle. We're human though. We are. We're human. But you're capable. Where's the loyalty, right? We are. I would rather you give me your, your loyalty and respect before you love me any day of the week. I would rather because your loyalty and respect means you are accountable, you're present, and I can depend on you no matter what, right? I have friends I'm like that with, but a partner is always something. I'm not saying I've never cheated. Susie stepped out before, but when you hit a point where you want something that's real, when you hit a point where you want something that's yours, if you've ever cheated in your life, you know what that gift feels like. You know what it feels like to do something dirty to somebody that you shouldn't have done something dirty to, right? 90, what is it, 9.5% of the time, it's easy to do the right thing. You know what it is to hurt someone. Mm -hmm. So once you understand that, especially when they found out and you see the pain it caused and you see how it broke them, why would you want to do that to somebody? Like once you did it once, maybe twice or three times or whatever, once you've done it <laughs> and you grow up, <laughs> I'm not being a hypocrite, you got to grow up. Everybody should go through a whole phase, everybody. But once you do it and hey, you grow up, there's an episode on that. You know what I'm saying? There's an episode on that. Check that shit out. Okay, like you need that. You need a whole face. You need that. You need a whole face. Everybody needs a whole face because you gotta know what it is to hurt and what it is to love. You gotta know what it is to run around and do what you want to do. You gotta know yourself, right? You gotta love yourself. Nobody's. It's not your. That's my dude right there. It's nobody. There. That's my man right there. It's not his responsibility to make me happy. Right? Let me say it and say it the right way. Snaps <laughs> It's not a man's responsibility to make a woman happy. You can amplify my happiness. 
You can add to my happiness. You can bring all kinds of joy into my life and I will be appreciative and grateful. But it is not your responsibility to make sure that when I stand in front of the Almighty and he said to me, Tuesday, he didn't say Tuesday and him. He said, Tuesday, what did you do with your life? Tuesday, why pray? When, he, when I'm standing, he's not asking me about me and you. He's asking me about how did I use the time that I was given. Mm -hmm. Period. So I'm a firm believer. Figure out what it is that makes you happy. Figure out what it is that makes you successful. Figure out what makes you go, what wakes you up, what makes you feel good. And you move in that direction. And when him comes around, he amplifies it. He adds to it. You know what I'm saying? He brings something special to you. If he leaves and if it doesn't work out, it's going to burn. Mm -hmm. But the point being, you still have that life that you're living. I mean, I mean it's hard to really say much better than, than that. <laughs> like, I haven't heard I haven't heard too many women, you know, flow like that and you know what I'm saying? But you have a different perspective also. So, Experience. you know. Experience. Experience. I, I appreciate it because that was some real shit. Like, we need that type of shit. We need more women that can express that and do it in a healthy way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 man, I could talk about this stuff forever, right? Because it takes, um, it really does take a village. Not just with raising a kid, with being a human being. Right? Oh, absolutely. Going absolutely. back to, to the original of being honest and upfront with women. If I could give a challenge, all these challenges we have out here in the world, right? Stop ghosting women. I've done it. I've done it. Hey, stop doing it. It's, I it's, did it. Let me tell you why it's not necessary, right? We are human beings. We are not robots. There's so much inside of us. And a prime example would be if you don't eat, your blood pressure drops, right? You start reacting a certain kind of way. When you're sick, you want to be cuddled or you want to be left alone? Love. Cool. When well, you're hungry, right? Your partner's hungry. Are you trying to wait for them to come through or are you trying to eat right now? Buy two meals. You could. But are you trying to go do it right now? Or there's no, no door there. Buy two now. Okay, he's gonna buy two now, right? There are so many simplistic ways to function as people with another person. We're just gonna take it into consideration. We just don't, right? And all these little things that make us who we are, we're not robots. A lot of this stuff is conversation. So much can be tied to communication and honesty. Communication and honesty. Yo, if we meet and you look at me and you like me, I look at you and I like you and we spend enough time together and it's like, okay, I don't think this is for me. Don't disappear. What that creates is a certain level of like, I don't even know abandonment issues with people. That's exactly what you would call it. It creates a certain yeah, level yeah, of yeah. abandonment with people. The more and more and more and more it happens to you as a man or as a woman, it hardens you over time, right? Yeah. I'm talking to you and I'm thinking everything is great. You know, we know when we see each other, we know we want to smash or not. We know too. We know. We know. Hey, man, that's natural. We know. We know if we want to give it up or not. You would talk yourself out of it, but we know if we want to like, you know what I'm saying? We know. Day one, we know. So all the ghost thing and, and all the, the little, I think it's a cop I'm not... Y'all, I'm not judging nobody. I'm just telling you my opinion. It is a cop-out-ass cowardly thing to do, and it just is. I'm not knocking you. You're in a relationship now. You did it in the past. You moved on. You're a bigger person. I am. Kudos to you, my brother. I am. I'm just learning at this stage of my life. I'm literally just learning how to communicate 
effectively like therapy go to fucking therapy go to fucking therapy that's what i did Went go to fucking therapy. therapy talk to the lady very nice lady she helped me see shit the right way communicate say what you gotta say mm -hmm. make sure when you're saying you feel like if you're using that type of verbiage make sure it's an actual feeling that you're describing as opposed to something completely different i agree i like so, therapy i agree let's uh you know you know let's 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 take care of our mentals um, yeah but ghosting is not going to help anyone's mental um only the ghoster only the ghoster and but you know what the funny thing about that shit is you can only you can only um you're gonna do that so many times before it starts to fuck with you right the ghoster yeah, because think about it like this. So, you, in the past, I've gone out with, with, with women and, you know, whatever, we have fun, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it don't necessarily work out the way I want, or I don't really like this, that, and the third, mm -hmm. and I don't really know how to communicate that. Instead of saying I don't like X, Y, Z, I used to be like, you won't see me. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta, like, yeah. yo, are, did you die? Like, what happened? Where did you go? No, no, I had work. Yeah. Huh? Nigga, you went to work for two months? Yeah, 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 yeah. You never left the building? I was offshore. No power? Mm -mm, I was in offshore. For BP. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's how I, like, typically operated. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like... Yeah, the, uh, I'm cool. The, you know, this is run's course. I think I'm gonna just, uh, I'm gonna just motivate about here. And that shit is why, you know, um, it makes it, it's the easy way out because it's like, you don't have to explain anything. You know, you don't have to say anything, but what I learned um, and what I try to communicate on a regular basis is you can, you can figure out a way to deliver the message um, mm -hmm. in a kind way, right? You you don't have to be like you don't have to be brutally honest. You can be honest. You can be honest. You should be honest. I agree. But you don't have it doesn't have to be brutal. So um I agree. Just take a second, think about what you want to say, how you want to say it, and and try to do your best to convey how you feel as opposed to having somebody thinking they fire and from your point of view, they're water on the fire. You know, so let's, let's, let's be a little bit better about that. Let me give you a line. It's real simple. It's not, it's not even hard. It's one sentence. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> No, goody, but seriously, one sentence like, listen, um, I had a really good date. I mean, you know how I say listen, listen is just all my people. Listen is like, yeah. Don't start off with listen. about to read you my I had oh, a really man. good time with you. I appreciate the date, but this is not something that I'm looking for. Boom. When you when you put a butt in there, it is. The like, butt? You don't like the butt in there? When you put that comma, but, after you said the good thing already, you know negativity is coming. Okay, so let's take the butt out and just... I had a good time, but 
You was a mm. whack ass motherfucker. Mm, mm, mm. He's right. I had a good time. Take out the butt. This is just not the direction I'm going in right now. And it's a possibility that she might hit you with the, well, what is it? That's because she's looking for something or he's looking for something, right? They want to know what's wrong with them because it's a natural thing, especially if you're younger to think it's me, something's wrong with me. Yeah. So just, you know, no, it's not anything to do with you. It's just what I'm looking for right now. And just out of respect, whatever. And if she keeps on going, then you can do the rest of the stuff you want to do. But you have the respect to give the initial to avoid the damage that could be done. That's a fact. And I like it like that. I think that's pretty good. I've been ghosted before. Yeah. As have I. Mm, um, it's not cool. It's not cool. Not, not cool. Not, my, it's not cool, but it's funny. Like, it hurt my feelings. Everyone gets hurt when they get ghosted. Because that shit is not cool. Every time. But like... Like, I look at my shit and I be laughing about most of my shit. Just because I know how to laugh at myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's. My feelings be hurt. Everyone, who isn't? You're human though. Like, you really. Like, you, you're entitled to be feel hurt. Like, that's a feeling. That is true. You can feel disappointment. That is true. You can feel inadequate. Like, that. I don't like it. That's real. I don't like the way I mean, no one does. Nobody. Nobody. I'm working on this stuff. So, you know, these are these are things that I mean, shit. That's oof. it took me back, like damn it, ten, ten of them joints, ten years, ten, not joints, but ten years. It took me back like ten years. So, so I'm just saying, it took that a moment in time. Past, <laughs> you know, it's gone now. Um, yeah. Moved on. I've done better for myself. Um, but yeah, it's. It definitely makes you think. It makes you want to, you know, kind of refine the way that you operate. You know, you want to, the older you get, you see certain things, you're, you know, uh, you have different experiences. You're more likely to want to be better. Yeah. Right? Unless all you know is that way. And that's the only way you're capable of operating. Right? Like, it's not a zero-sum game. At any point in life, you can decide that you want to be better than you have been. I agree. I absolutely so, agree. Yeah. So unless you actually just want to be scum, you can continue to be scum. Yeah. You can be a member of scumbag society for as long as you want. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Um, I agree. So, basically, it seems like you took us through your point where you where you kind of realized that things were worse than you thought mm. they were. Yes. Um, yes. And so it's terrible. And it is very, very terrible. So did we, have you, you already covered that point that you realized things were already worse than they are? Or would you, no. if, if, I, if, let me share that. Please. So, and I'm gonna throw my homegirls in this too. I have about six amazing girlfriends amazing girlfriends amazing have great jobs one has a spa and she also works with Lockheed Martin I have another one she does HR for Coca-Cola I have another one she's getting ready to start a photography business it's already taking off and doing well she quit her job during the pandemic to start that I could go on I have amazing six amazing girlfriends and the one thing we all had in common well two of them one two of them one is going through a divorce but we're all single so all of us and we live right here in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And my brother said something to me the other day. He's like, you know what the craziest thing is about women? He's like, you might think your friends are so great, but a nigga might think they ain't shit. He's like, I understand that. That is a fact. He's like, I understand that, right? But when I look at them and I, I listen to them when we go to dinner or, you know, we hang out or whatever, I always think to myself, like, how? Why? Like, how are you single? How? And they probably look at me and think the exact same thing. But when we have the conversation about dating in Atlanta, one of them, only one, is willing to do long-distance relationships. And she's willing to do that because she moved to Cali. She lives in Cali now. And her whole thing is, like, if she stays within her city limits, she's going to go outside of her race. Like, she's very big on dating black men. But she's to the point now where she's like, you know what? I don't even care what race they are. So she's opening it up to the Anglo-Saxon community. She's opened it up to the Anglo-Saxon community, community, right? But for the most part, most of us, yes, we have dated outside of our race or been with someone outside of our Mm -hmm. race. But dating in Atlanta, we already know the ratio is high. I'm going to touch on something that people are looking at me crazy for. We already know a lot of these dudes are undercover or gay. Um, I am a heterosexual female. We already know that it's a lot of sexually transmitted diseases and everything else out here in the city of Atlanta. It is dangerous out here. This shit is squid game. It is. I agree. I understand why you said it. First time yeah. It is definitely squid games. And the thing that's horrific about it is as a woman, speaking for myself, as a woman who is a heterosexual female, I don't want a bisexual man. I'm not knocking you if you're a bisexual man. I just, I'm telling you about me. I don't want a bisexual man. Um, I don't need you kind of trying to make up your mind if I'm better than, Jer- than Jerry. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that. Um, so for me, That's right? When I go out here and I go on dates, I'm going to come back. I was listening to one of your podcasts. One of your friends said um, he something about he doesn't want to meet females in the club or something that's better than me at a barbecue or something like that. It was one of your first ones I was listening to. I kept thinking to myself, I think I'm pretty damn good and I go to the club. I no, but he's not shitting on he's not shitting on chicks from the club. The thing is, I mean, the vibe is way different. It is. You know what I'm saying? So at a barbecue as opposed to a club where it's dark, it's loud, it's We can leave. We can go outside. Yeah, but you still want to go back in and finish drinking. You might not finish that bottle with your I might not. I might want to go to Waffle House. Oh, okay. Or I might want to go to Mama's. The thing of it is, right? I don't think people push each other enough sometimes to define what it is that they want. That's true. So let's good. So let's say I go out and we meet each other and you really are that interested. My dude, you're in the club too. You don't want to leave your friends at the bar either. So to me, it's like, what are we talking about? I can be in there and get numbers from six, seven different guys, right? They might slide it to my girlfriend because you're not getting my phone. They might slide it to my girlfriend or whatever the case may be. It's the initiative. It's so easy to get a woman in Atlanta. It's easy, right? I'm going to come back to that and something else too. It's so easy. It's so easy to get a pussy in Atlanta. It's not hard. If you really want to chase attention, yo, ask her. And of course, I'm going to hit you with the, mm, I don't know if you're a rapist or a killer. I don't know you, right? But you really want to get her attention, ask her to come with you outside. Ask her to get her groceries and y'all go get something to eat. And sit down at Mama's. Love their shrimp tacos, right? Go to uh the diner, right, or whatever, and sit down and start talking to her. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated, but we have all these stipulations, and we don't push each other enough to find what it is that we want. Just because I met you in the club means absolutely nothing. Conversation is something special. Conversation is something that's very, very special, and a lot of people take it for granted. And one of the rules that my uncle used to tell me, passed away not so long ago, but my uncle was a whole pimp out here. One of the things he used to tell me is never give up too much information. 
When you meet a dude and a dude starts talking to you, never give up too much information and never give that man the playbook on how to get to you because he's going to conform for you. Yeah. And you know what? He told me that a long time ago. But you, you know what's funny about that? I learned that a long time ago. So it was like... Used it, didn't you? <laughs> I would be full of shit if I said I didn't. Like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Of course I used it. Yeah. Why wouldn't I use it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't Mr. Right. I'm Mr. Right now. Like, that's what Fab said. I was Mr. Right now. You know what I'm saying? At one point. So that's, yeah. that's how I really used to get it. Like, it was like, yeah, bro, I'm not rich. Like, these niggas just throw money all over the place. Cool. That's y'all thing. My coins stay in my fucking pocket. I'm going to pay my bills with them. And I'm going to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't about to be tossing my joint off for, you know, yeah. the, the top tier of, you. you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying, establishment they wanted to frequent. That's not my thing. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Whatever. But, you know what I mean? But when you, when, when you get a person to, like, talk and you actually listen, it's like, oh, okay. But you have to listen. Like, really listen. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, that's a skill. Listening is a skill because there are people out there that you can hear things, but that doesn't mean you were listening. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're describing something very particularly, mm-hmm. and I want to blow your mind, I'm going to bring you exactly what you asked for. I'm not going to ask you to repeat it. I'm not going to ask you what size, color, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just go get it because you've already given all that information. For free. And when you do things like that, it's like, uh, like shit just starts to happen. And then you notice that things get exponentially easier. And you you know what I'm saying? And that's just really, that's really how you get what you want. You listen to people. You hear them. Hear their needs. Figure out what, what the fuck it is that they're missing or or desire. And give it to them. And give that specific thing to them. And when you do that, they they turn into mush. This is facts. So. I have all these thug ass women out here now. Yeah, because now too much. now women want to be dudes. They're out here getting beers at the barbershop. Lord, <laughs> that is, that's another story it for is. another day. It is. But it, it now it's like everyone's competing to be a man, right? Or think like a man, for lack of better, for lack of a better term. Like that's what everyone's competing to do now. So. That's a whole big old topic too, right? Yeah. Because we don't have a choice. What if you don't have a choice? Heter- no, I'm saying, heter- yeah, what if heterosexual females don't have a choice? Yeah, I always have a choice. Yeah, I guess they soft and keep getting used up if I want to. Keep getting done up. You don't let yourself get used though. It's like like your uncle said, mm-hmm. don't give too much information. You, give, you can give pieces of information, okay. right? And how that works is, if you give a critical piece of information, that could lead to that man getting what he's actually after, mm-hmm. which could be the buns, could be a relationship, the buns, it could be marriage, it could be whatever, right? I haven't heard that about it, but yeah. 
I'm saying, like, you know, for, you don't want to be, this, this ain't no porn. This ain't porn, I'm saying, like, I'm trying to, I just don't, it's tasteful. It's tasteful. tasteful. You know what I'm saying? You trying to get some action and, yes. and, and, and you trying to figure this shit out and you like, well, he, I, he could, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? You're unsure about this dude. But you're like, yo, something about him. Give it a little time. If he cool still, mm. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let XYZ slide. I'm going to let this shit go. Fuck it. Like, we gonna, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a good night. Right. You give out critical information and you give it out sporadically. Like, at different points in time. Mm. Like, that's the thing. That's how you do it, though. Because why... Why give why give it all in one sentence when you can give a fraction of that sentence? I agree. And right after that comma, your sentence stops. It couldn't it don't even need to be a real reason it stops. Like like the comma turns into a period. <laughs> I agree. FYI, this is free game, there's no book. That's what I'm so, saying. I agree. It turns into a period. And now he's there trying to fucking figure out what it is that you wanted to say. And you never confirm it. Everything he says after that, you can laugh at it. And the funny part about that is, this nigga's gonna keep going. And he's not gonna stop until he's fucking right. And he can confirm that he's right. You know, like, I'm trying to help y'all out, man. I'm trying to help y'all out. So, all I'm saying is, you don't have to, you don't have to give all that shit up in one sentence. Although, it's as simple as giving it up all in one sentence. Okay. But you got to make sure that you feel like that person is your person. Mm. You got to make sure that you feel like they're for you. Whew. You got to make sure that they've already expressed to you how they feel about you. They've invested some sort of emotional real estate into you. Okay. If they if they've done those things, then you know, one step at a time. You can ease up on that exclamation and make it a period. You can ease up on that period and make it a comma. Mm-hmm. You can expound a bit. Not too much. Because this nigga could be tricky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could be. Okay. Nigga could be the fucking Wiley Coyote. You know what I'm saying? But if you're the road runner, he think that shit is the street, but it's a wall. You painted a brick wall that looked like a street. I'm with it. I'm with it. So that's all I'm saying. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Be, be, be cool about it. Because in the past, what I experienced is there are a bunch of, you know, different women that I went out with and hung out with, talked with. Oh, let's go grab a drink, this, that. We chopped it up or whatever. And they're like, yeah, so I don't know much about you. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you want to know? What do you need? A, what do you want? My social? Like, what is it? I'm giving you, I gave you just enough. Right. So I'm giving you, hey, this is what I do for a living. I'm not selling nothing crazy. I'm not doing anything wild outside to make, you know what I'm saying? Like to live. I'm, I pay taxes. Like, I'm, you know, I'm calm. It's cool. Like, I'm, 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 I'm cool. I'm chilling. Like, so I got a question. Good. To that. But to that. So have you ever met someone where they did give up the buns really fast, right? Mm-hmm. You were interested mm-hmm. and it turned into something. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How did that work out between giving up the buns and turning into something? 
Um, to be honest, I had to grow the fuck up. And I say that because just because they gave me this shit up early mm. or quick doesn't necessarily make them what we classify as a thought, right? It don't. It doesn't. She could be, she could have the same mentality I have, mm. which is have fun and, you know, call it a day. Take it for what it is, right? You can move on from that like I can move on from that. She could want to dwell in that moment mm. and try to make it last longer okay. than it should have, which causes issues mentally. Because now you're feeling inadequate when the guy's not hitting you back or the woman isn't hitting you back. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have to give a reason. She, He or she doesn't have to provide a particular reason for not hitting you back. You know what I'm saying? You have to, what what the thing is, is you got to accept that moment for what it was. Now, it's okay to misunderstand and misinterpret what it was, but you got to accept it for what it was, which was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to relive that. It's not on that person to recreate that. I agree. Right? So you understand that that was a moment in time. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's hard to do. It's easier said than done. But you have to remove yourself from that moment in time. And, you know, it's like editing a video. You could take out the piece you don't like or the piece that you do like. You smile at it. You laugh at it. You could put it in this box. You didn't like it, right? You hated it. It made you upset. You could put it in that box. But the thing is, the movie has to keep going. It does. So once you make that edit, you drive on. All right. So let me add a heavy hitter question to it then. Have you ever lied to get what you want? Absolutely. To a woman? Yeah. And you got the buns and then huh? what? I had to unlie. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> what are you going to say? You got to tell, like, at some point, like, you can't just keep fucking lying. Okay. Like, at some point, you got to, you know, man. So. I changed my mind. And and the fucked up part is, nobody could be, people could be mad at that statement. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me when I change, when I can change my mind. So, true. so I'm a really technical thinker right mm-hmm. like in that sense of the word so it's like well technically I ain't lie cause I changed my mind oh it could have been hey it could have been Mitch Trope but I changed my fucking mind okay and that is okay also that's just but hey life comes at you fast right this is th- these are facts this is terrible it's <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say it wasn't it's terrible. terrible. I didn't say it wasn't terrible, right? Okay. But it's true. Like, think about it. You could be feeling the dude. Yes. Everything about him is something that is right out of something you imagine. Right. He is the prototype for what you like. Mm-hmm. But... When he sneezes, he, that little mist always seems to hit you in the lip. And he never covers his mouth. <laughs> You're not fucking nasty that way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, I can see how I can see it in your face. 
Now just imagine he's doing that to everyone every time he sneezes. Right, right, right. This nigga is perfect. But that sneezing shit is out of fucking control. This nigga's a menace. Needs to be stopped. You're terrible. No, but I'm saying. But think I about it. But I get it. I get it. It's like, yo, you know what? I changed my mind on you. Because I thought for some reason that at some point you could put a fucking hand over your mouth. And sneeze better. You could put a tissue. You could fucking find an empty corner to sneeze down or on something. Do something. But this, this mess to keep hitting people in the face. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Not when you got COVID. Ugh. Quarantine. All right. So another question back to before your days of being saved. Right? Did you ever try to define between love and the next best thing? Was it some, like, were you jaded enough that the next best thing was always the choice? Or were you open and looking for that at the same time? Well, yeah, at the same time. Um, Love and the next best thing, that's interesting. And I say that because when you really feel like you're in love, I don't know if there is a next best thing. But prior to being in love, like when you were just out here just trolling the streets. Oh, yeah, I mean, nah, because it's like it is what it is at that point, right? If, if, however, the situation came about, um, could play a factor. It could play a role in how it falls apart also. Right. So, if you had a situation that you said you, you were in love and shit changed, mm-hmm. people grow apart. Yeah. Now, here you are, you know, chopping it up with me, chopping, you know what I'm saying? And... I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, and you change your situation for me, mm. and then I go on and change my situation, and here we are, and now we are we, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't think the grass ain't good. Yeah, you know the what I'm grass. saying? Like, it ain't necessarily grass is always greener because it's greener where you water it. It's greener where you take care of it. Big facts. So, so it's more so like it's more so like you have to understand what it is that you really value right you have to understand what you really value and although we we are allowed to change as we evolve and learn you have to figure out if those if those values still hold true to whatever you were trying to apply them to at any given time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at 25, I'm not saying this at 35. Correct. I've grown mentally, you know, emotionally. Like I can I can appropriately address how I'm feeling. Um might take some time, but I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you just I get it. I do, I get it. I get it. So to the psychological part of the event, right? Think back before you were in love and in your current relationship. Mm-hmm. When you were younger, what did you translate from when you were younger to your adult life? It might still affect you to this day. Um, what I translate, don't do it. 
Don't do it. Don't do it. Pony work it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. This shit hurts. Don't do it. That's like, and that's like the mentality I had for a long time. Like, you could think you love somebody. You could think you're in love with somebody. Mm. But when that person takes away themselves from the situation, and now you're there left by yourself. Right. If you don't know who the fuck you are, that is probably the loneliest shit that I've ever experienced. I've had an experience, so I understand that loneliness. So, you feel lonely, you feel lost, you feel, it's a, it's, it's, it's low. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel pretty low. Yeah. And it's like, a lot of the, a lot of the relationships and situations and whatever else you want to describe them as, that I see now are mostly people trying to weave themselves so deep into another person's psyche that it fucking hurts if they were to pull one piece of that out. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here for none of that. Like, you still need to be you the same I need to be me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because if I take myself from this situation and leave you with fucking less than nothing, you're going to feel like shit. That's true. Where are you supposed to go from here? That's true. How are you supposed to rebuild yourself? Now you've got to have other people thinking for you as a fucking favor because you don't know where to fucking turn. You don't know who you are or what you like now. Everything, you need a hard reset. That's true. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better term, you need a hard reset. So it's like, you can't let yourself get so deep into that shit and forget who the fuck that you really are that if this person was to leave, whether it be, you know, through passing, as humans do, through just change of heart, change of mind, you know, change of core values, as people do. Yeah. Growing apart is a part of life. So, I mean, let me tie something in, right? When I was a little girl, so I grew up in the Caribbean, right? Like slumdog millionaire type stuff. Like no water in the house, bathroom outside. Like, I'm saying that. So I grew up in, um, in the Caribbean. And when I was about four, my parents left, right? Like I remember being ridiculously happy from the age of anything before four. Why do I remember that? I don't know. But I remember being happy. I remember my mom took me and my sister and took us to another island. Caribbean is beautiful. If you ever been, you should go. Okay, island people. Island people, right? So my mom took us. Coming to America was everything. When I was a kid, it was called New York. America was literally called New York. Everybody wanted to be a Everybody wanted to be a Yankee. I was, I was born and raised. <laughs> America was New York. We had like one channel used to come on TV at night to watch a movie. Everybody's watching the same movie on this big, ugly TV, right either way. So my mom came and got us. My dad didn't know where we were, took us to the island, left us there, and my mom came back to New York, America, right? I was four, my little sister was two. I didn't see my dad again until I was 12. Then he left, saw him again when I was 15. Didn't see my mom until I was 16, right? In my adult life, I am 38 years old of age. The one thing that correlates from my childhood to my adult life is abandonment. I'm a grown-ass woman. I've, go to, I've gone to therapy, I've, I feel like more of an adult, and I'm happier now than I've ever been in my entire life. I'm single as hell, but happy as hell. So it's okay, it's possible. But abandonment, right? And sometimes I have to be so cognizant of what's happening with me that I don't 
um, take getting ghosted or I don't take a relationship not working out or I don't take anything as something of abandonment. Like I have to be very, very cognizant. And coming back to when I didn't know any better, I joined the army when I was 18. I got married when I was 23. You couldn't tell me I wasn't in love. When I say in love, going back to being a kid again. My movies when I was younger was Pretty Woman. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm, the, yeah. love, the lovey-dovey stuff, right? Ferris Bueller's Day Off is fire. It's fire. It's fire. But Ferris Bueller, like, um, there was a movie called Drop Dead Fred that was like, I just, I had a nurse for when I was a kid. So Drop Dead Fred, and my favorite movie when I was a kid was between Pretty Woman and when homie pulled up in the limousine and she was in the apartment and he had the flowers and everything, right? And another movie was called Mannequin 2. And so the girl had the necklace, took the necklace off, she turned into a man, a human, put it back on, turned into a mannequin. These are all lovey-dovey movies. All of them. Right now, or previously, our kids are watching Disney movies, right? Snow White is out here taking apples from strangers like a dummy. That's what's happening. She taking fat though. She taking off. <laughs> but the point being, we are not telling our children that that stuff is wrong because they're Disney cartoons. So you grow up as an adult woman. All these lovey-dovey things I've seen, and I'm like, oh, yes. So 24, I got married. I'm in love. Okay? I'm so deeply in love. And coming back to what you said, like, this dude was my rock, my night, my day. I didn't care. Nothing. He started a business, lost money, went into promoting, lost money. Like, I had a job. I was being mom, and I was going to school to get my MBA. I was everywhere doing everything, and that was my rock. That was my husband who was cheating on me because he felt insecure that he didn't get, he felt like I was moving faster than him and doing more than him. We were the same age. So he felt inadequate. He felt inadequate. So as we've gotten older, that ties into what you said about having your life. As we've gotten older, now we're, we're, we live like 10 minutes away from each other and we talk from time to time. Now that we've gotten older, we can have the conversation about exactly what it is. Real conversation. Real conversation. That's how I healed. I didn't start talking to him again until I was 32. That had been worse when I was 28. And it took me all that time, but, this is how low I went with my marriage. Yes, I did start by cheating too, and I found out he was cheating. I thought I could do it. I thought I could do it. I can't do it. But I tried. I put some effort into it. It hurt me even more. Yeah. Not only that, and this is when I knew that I had to wake the fuck up. One day I was driving my car, and I thought to myself, I've never told anybody, so I'm telling the whole world now. I thought to myself, I wonder if I drove my car into this pole, if I would get his attention. Huh? I swear to God, one time in my life, I'm not suicidal. I've never been suicidal. I would never kill myself. If I come up dead, somebody killed me. But the thought crossed my mind. That's how ingrained I was in his life and him in mine. I thought this man was, I was going to die with this man. I was 27, and I thought that me and Tony were going to die together. We were going to be together forever. Like nothing was going to tear us up. For my wedding present, he bought me a house. Right? He bought me a freaking 3,200 square foot house. He bought, we were in, we went to Dubai, we came back home, and he put a thing around my eye and gave me some papers and took me wherever we went, we took me to Stockbridge. And I was standing outside, I was like, can I take it off? Like, that kind of stuff to me, like, quality time is my love language, right? But seeing that he did all that for me, I was crying and I was emotional and I got a new ring and the dude was present and accountable. Mm -hmm. But as we got older, things started to change. But I literally, when I found out he cheated on me and then things started changing, I was like, I wonder if I drove my car into this pole, if I would have his attention. I was driving past the pole. 
I didn't swerve my car, I didn't change course, but then I went to work. And I was sitting at work and I remember my friend Mayel and I just started crying. I was just crying. And I do not bring my emotions about my relationships to work. But I was just crying, crying, crying. And she said to me, you need to go home, have a conversation with your husband and don't come back until you get to my boss at the time until you're good. And I went home and I talked to him. And I just was, I was like, I want a divorce. I didn't mean it, right? Because I was, I loved him, but I knew it was the right thing to say, mm-hmm. but I didn't mean it. And it literally taught me the lesson of you have got to have your own life. Yes, I had my own job. Yes, I was in school. Yes, I was a mom. But every decision I made was based on this individual. Yeah, Every single one. Can't do it. It hurt so bad. When we finally got a divorce, I was in a bed in the hotel and I could not make myself move. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to move. Like every day for weeks, I woke up thinking, what am I supposed to do now? Because I would get up, make breakfast, do the family thing. Like we would go out on the weekends, every other weekend, we would do the family thing. But here I am, a mom, my daughter was young, and it's just like, What am I supposed to do next? Like, and it's crazy when you say it, like looking back at it, I hear always, and it's changed my perspective on how I listen to women in their situation. Cause before you want to pass judgment and be like, you stupid, like the Danny Lay and the baby thing. Nah, you gotta be empathetic. You have to, you have to give people grace to find out who they are. I could not, I didn't eat for like almost two weeks. I was drinking water though, I get my good drink water. And I was eating fruit, but I couldn't eat solid food. I just, I couldn't keep anything down. I was so, sick with just I knew I needed to get a divorce because I cheated and I told him and we tried to be together but I can't I couldn't do it got a divorce and I couldn't move I paid a bunch of money and stayed in a hotel for almost two weeks my daughter went with my mom because I don't like I don't ever let my kids see me like really sad and depressed and unhappy I talk them through things but I don't ever let them see me when I'm down down it's been years since I've been that way so I didn't know what to do but I thought about running into a pole I got a divorce I got ridiculously depressed and I did what I knew to do. Took my ass right on back to Afghanistan. That's how I coped with getting a divorce. I left the entire fucking country and I went back to Afghanistan. And it was a distraction, right? Because it's either pay attention or die. Yeah. That's what it was. Pay attention or you're going to die. <clears throat> and I went back and I spent that year and I came home, bought a new house, did a bunch of different things. It took me all that time to be okay because I gave my entire existence. To another human being you can't do that and i'm never telling a person like you know what i'm saying don't love somebody don't deeply love somebody that's not what it is mm-hmm. you have to stand up on your own you have to have your own and you have to understand yourself i didn't know me i knew us it's a fact. i didn't know who i was supposed to be or what i was supposed to do without this person so i went to a damn war zone like to escape but coming back and understanding things not right, I don't treat relationships the same. And my girlfriends tell me sometimes I'm being a savage. I'm not being a savage. I'm very straightforward with dudes. I meet you. We like each other. Listen, this is, this is it's not, it's not it. It's not it. So this is the option. He's still right there. My man, it's okay. Like, that's the, this is the option, right? I'm so benight, benight, benight with my Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> Every other weekend. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you need to finish this thing because I need to know. I don't care what nobody says. Oh There's a roster. There's not a roster anymore. I would do a freaking roster. 
Ladies, let me talk to the ladies real quick. Don't let nobody make you feel like a hoe. Okay? It is your coochie. Oh, no, that's a fact. Okay? No, it's that's yours. I, I agree with that. Agree Don't let that. nobody make you feel like a hoe because people always do start to say things about women who are being penetrated. I don't want to hear none of that noise. I don't want to hear none of that nonsense. That word thought is used so loosely. A thought is a hope. A it hope applies both ways, though. It does. It goes both ways. It does. If you want to throw that term around, it goes both ways. It does. But for some reason, with men, it seems the connotation is more acceptable. You can go, okay, I put it like this. You go to work, right? You're single. You go to work, you hit Q2, you know, knock down Q6, or you definitely knock down Q8. And Q10 is about to get knocked down this weekend, right? Oh Josh, maybe I don't know. I'm just throwing oh, it out there. Oh, oh, Josh. Oh, Josh, oh, Josh knocking Josh. down cues. It's only 20 cues, and Josh went through 17 cues, right? So, old Josh knocked down these cues. You know what your homeboys are going to say? Nothing negative. Yeah. Me? Let me go knock down cue one. But you. But one. Wait, wait, can I say something real quick? What's up? I could have knocked down 17 out of them 20 cues, but my homeboys won't say shit because they would have knocked them down too. No. That's discretion, but let's just say they do know, right? And I can and FYI, you gotta learn about discretion. You have to. But I go, and it's even of a hint of a conversation that I'm not on Q1. I'm a hub. I'm a thot. I'm fucking in the workplace. All kinds of foolishness. And that's not even a new conversation. That's an old conversation about how men and women do have different laws, do have different roles that we walk, right? The point of it is, it is your cooch. Do what you want to do with your cooch, but the discretion behind your cooch. I always have conversations with anybody that I'm not in a relationship with. When anything happens between us, it's like, yo, like I worked my ass off to be where I am, so be mindful with my business. I always be very, very mindful, and I'm making my business to have that conversation. Verbalize it. Be mindful with my business. I don't care how mad you get at me. I don't care how jealous you get. When Even if it's somebody I mess with at work, we are not doing this shit at work. It's not happening. Doctors work together in their day. Lawyers work together in their day. I'm going to do what it is I want, right? I'm mindful with the subordinate thing, though. But don't do it. Don't do it. Because are you going to care about it in 24 hours? Mm -hmm. Are you going to care about it in a week, in a month, two months? Are you going to care about it tonight when I'm knocking you down? You're not going to care. So don't do it. Like, we're old enough to the original point. We're old enough. We're all grown enough. Control your fucking emotions. Relax. Remove yourself if you need to. Remove your damn self, right? And don't fuck up your money. You can date whoever you want. You can fuck with whoever you want. Don't fuck up your money because you're not going to care about it in 48 hours, 72 hours, a week, a month, a year. And we got to be able to have that understanding, period. I mean, I don't, there's really not much That's more it. I could add to that because she pretty much said That's what it is. You know what I mean? That's what it is. And I'm at the point now, right? And just to like hit all of it at one time, I'm at the point where I just don't give a fuck. And as messed up as it sounds, when I say I don't give a fuck, I don't mean I don't give a fuck about myself. I have more respect for myself than I've ever had in my life. I have a lot of respect for myself. I have a lot of respect for women around me. I don't fuck with women that don't have respect for themselves. I avoid, I don't need to hit you. I don't need to talk about you. I don't need to fuck with you at all. I will leave you alone. So, you know, for some reason, you've managed to answer everything and every like possible inquiry that I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never spoken to anyone who's done that 
just through a, a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I I don't even have anything left to ask. Um, I'll give you one more thing too. Okay. My dad is 84, 85 years old of age. Me and my dad have a great relationship, right? My father is the reason why I see things the way that I do. My dad is a horn out mine. Don't judge me for telling you this. He's a good man. He's a horn. He's a good man. Bummer. He's a good man. He's a horn out mine. He's not a bummer. He's a horn. He's a good man. And horning means he's a, but, um, a good man. He's a horn in mine. My dad, he, he always tells me, he's been telling me this since I was about 31. We didn't have the best relationship in my 20s, but as I got older, I started listening to him a little bit more, right? My dad always tells me, do what you want. Yeah. Live your life. Even during the pandemic, I was traveling and he laughs about it. And we have to, I call him every weekend, which I need to call him tomorrow. I call him every weekend. He always tells me, live your life. Because at the end of the day, it is your life. It's when he started saying it to me. Yo, fathers, if you have daughters, fathers are so unbelievably important. I undervalued that man for so long. Fathers are so important. My dad has given me more power in my life than anyone has given me ever just by saying some words to me. Just by giving me some words. Live your life. Don't let anybody make you unhappy. If it's anything that makes you unhappy and you've had the conversation with that person, i.e. these red flags, nothing wrong with a little red flag, but we talk about it and you still do the same thing, then you gotta go. Pack it up. Yeah, that's to go. But I have no issues with you being bad. I have no issues with you being out of control. But the respect, the decency, and the ability to communicate is important. Respect me before you love me any day of the week. And with him telling me all these things, like it makes it so much easier for me to maneuver with people. Not women, because we 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 be just Y'all we drag each other so badly. Y'all drag but everything. Men, ain't just you know <laughs> saying it ain't just motherfucking each other. It's every fucking thing. No. If you could drag a fucking strand of eyelash across <laughs> Fucking hot, cold. <laughs> I watched you do it. You know what I'm saying? Don't let her. Don't listen. This young. Don't let this woman sit here and <laughs> make that shit. Make that point lightly. It's true. We can do better though. We definitely could do better because everything doesn't require um, anger. It's a part of an attitude thing too. Everything doesn't require a lot of anger. It doesn't require a whole lot of like um. We don't even have to be messy. You just have to fuck with each other if you don't like each other. And let me throw a little caveat. If you don't like somebody that you've never talked to and you don't know, that's bad mind behavior. Go about your business. I can't do it. That's bad mind. I can't do it. And see, I can't. I did. She said, shit. She said enough for the both of us. Because to be honest, that's as clear and concise as it can be. That's it. If you don't understand that, you should reevaluate your mental capacity and what you got going on in your fucking head. On that note, it's been a pleasure. It's been amazing. Um, you gotta do this again. For sure. Um, I enjoy it. Yeah, so we're gonna holler at y'all. We're gonna get out of here. Later.